The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Why is this so important? Why did you pick this story? Why does this matter? This This is the news. And why, 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 and why it matters. I'm Sarah Gonzalez. Welcome to the news and why it matters. Glenn, what was the top story? Uh, That words no longer mean anything because everyone is engaging in hyperbole. What does that mean? (laughs) Jason. Uh, Another Russian agent has been indicted, identified uh, with ties to CPAC, NRA. What does that mean? What's going on? Okay, Doc? It seems like there's a lot of people on the left that really hate Donald Trump, but I'll let you You'll let us decide. decide. Okay. Yeah, right. Before we get into all of this heavy stuff, I just saw a story that I wanted to share with you guys uh, on the Daily Wire. And, um, you know, we're talking about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and, uh, you know, socialism and the extreme left. You want another rant want, from me? Yeah, they, <laughs> they want universal health care, all of this. Let's be like the UK, right? Uh, so I kind of wanted to share a good story. So have you guys heard of Baby Oliver? No. No. Okay, so baby Oliver uh, was born in the UK, and he was born with a very rare heart condition. It was cardiac fibroma. And the UK, obviously, they they weren't equipped to treat him. Mm -hmm. So they couldn't. It's a non-cancerous tumor. So they couldn't remove the non-cancerous tumor, and they had to put him on a list instead for a new heart. So he was on the list for a new heart, and, um, you know, he had to wait for that. And even then, he'd only be expected to live up to age 15. So the parents pressed for NHS to pay for them to come to America because the Americans said that they could, they're like, we can do the surgery. It's easy. Um, finally, finally, after pressure and after the parents raised $170,000 themselves, they were finally able to pressure NHS to send this baby to the United States, to Boston, where he was treated. And he, it was a successful surgery. And uh, I think he just recently turned one. And uh, I know we saw a picture of him, but that's him there um, in so the hospital. So if the Republicans and had, uh, uh, if, they, if they knew their butt from their elbow, they would be having their entire PR department work on this story to make right. sure this story is on the front page. Because every story that shows and glorifies socialism, mm-hmm. the Hollywood and, and the Democratic Party pours, make sure it's everywhere. Mm-hmm who's going to do that? Yeah, I know, because you've got all of these Democrat candidates coming out and talking about how we need universal health care. We need to, you know, use the yeah. U.K. as a model for that. Oh, that's and their crown jewel. I know. For single payer. Crown and, jewel. I know. And, and it's America's, you know, uh, innovation and, you know, capitalism so far that's saving all of these people that are in the U.K. if they get lucky enough to actually get here. Unlike, you know, Alfie Evans and uh, Charlie Gard. Yeah. Um, so I just I felt like that was a little a That's nice a, really a nice story to bring to the table before we today? yes uh, remind me because I want to share with you something that goes right with that and uh, I read it uh, a few years ago and I, I, it is it's the most powerful paragraph I've ever read on on what America is really facing right now what it means to lose the Western world and we're about to do it oh good. All right. Well, we'll with that, 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 yeah. Anybody who wants to buy in on that one. (laughs) Um, Okay, so uh, hyperbole. Yes. Donald Trump came out today and said, Russia's not targeting us anymore. Well, are you sure Putin gave him a very strong denial? Yeah, okay. Because that changes everything. And did you see that? uh, Did you see the clip? No. Okay, we have the clip. Let me, I want to play it and then I want to see what you think after you hear this. Let's play it. 
Is Russia still targeting the U.S., Mr. President? Thank Press, you, let's go. To me, that was, he, so, okay, now hold on. Let's play, Sarah Sanders came out and clarified, because I think that this was a misunderstanding. Can we play Sarah Sanders? You had a chance to speak with the president after uh, his comments, and the president was said thank you very much and was saying no to answering questions. Um, the president and his administration okay. are working very hard to make sure that right, Russia is unable to meddle in our elections, as they have done in the past, and as show we me the have first stated. Clip again? Okay, let's watch the first one again. Is Russia still targeting the U.S. Thank Press, let's go. Make- it could have been. Oh, and now yeah, I, no, I don't think he is actually answering that. I yeah. don't think he was. And if you watch the full, there, there's a little bit more. Um, and if you watch the full thing, they're asking him a couple different times. And there are a bunch of people talking. Yeah. And he glances over and says, thank you very much. No. Like, he's just kind of like, no, no more questions. Because they've already said there's no more questions. I kind of think that this was think, spun yeah, the wrong I way. I did, did he? Did he I answer another read question? It, so I didn't watch it. Yeah. Shame on me. Did I'm, he answer another question after that from the media? No. So it cut off right there. No. All he said was he was puffing his chest out. So he didn't answer any more questions. He just said, um, I, "I'm the toughest president that there ever has been on Russia. If you just look at the numbers, you can see right. that I'm the well, I'm it. the best right. one." So but the, he didn't answer any more questions. Hyperbole. So, so that's right hyperbole. There. So we still have the same point uh, that you know he's going to stop it. No. No. Yeah. All right. Now. Let me show you something that that shows that, uh, no, you know, Russia is targeting us and targeting us in a way that no one is paying attention to. Pull it up here. This is Russian holdings of U.S. treasuries. This, you'll see, this runs as 2009. It's been relatively around the same place, up a little, down a little, since uh, 2008. Uh, And you see in the last two months, they've dumped Eighty-seven billion dollars in treasuries. They are targeting us. They're just not targeting us in ways that we are paying attention to in the news. They are dumping our treasuries. They are encouraging others to dump treasuries, and they are uh, looking for a new uh, petrodollar. And they're trying to convince the Chinese that the yuan would be used as the petrodollar. They are targeting us. And um, nobody, everybody is playing this stupid game. Again, this is a good example. Mm-hmm. Are, are they targeting us? No. Look at what he just said. No. Any reasonable person can watch that and go, I'm not sure if that's what he said. There's no standard except get him. And on the other side, there's no standard except I'm the best and I'll take care of it. No, you guys, neither of you guys are taking care of this. And it's a growing problem. Well, both sides have pointed the finger at Russia going, I'm just going to use admitting that Russia has been involved, but only with those people on the other side. Right. Not realizing they're targeting all of us. Yes, they're targeting us. It's America. They're targeting. It's not just America. It's the West. Well, the West. Yeah. And this is what he wanted chaos. He wants you to say, Putin and Russia want you to go, geez, I don't know, can I trust the NRA and and CPAC anymore? Wait, they had this Russian spy? What's that? Maria Butina, which was, what you've seen all over the news lately is how she was connected to the NRA, um, CPAC, uh, that she uh, was also connected to various other members of the GOP. Um, it, It sounds really bad. Now, what I'm about to say 
don't take this the wrong way. She definitely looks guilty. I think she's guilty. I think she's an agent of someone in Russia. Now, who she's working with is a guy named Alexander, I think it's his first name, Torshin, who is the deputy head of the Russian Central Bank. He's also pretty high in the United Russia Party. But he's also a very, very known figure. He's a guy that everyone knows is connected to the mafia in a certain way. He was set to be arrested in Spain for his connections to the mafia and facilitating money laundering for a gang. So everyone knows who this guy is. Now, he's supposedly her handler. Now, they were communicating back and forth, not even, not even trying to hide it. They were using DMs on Twitter to talk to each other back and forth, apparently getting their instructions. I mean, she was not trying to hide what she was doing at all. Starting around 2013, she was t- uh, already re- she was reaching out to uh, members of the gun lobby, members of GOP. She was taking selfies with, listen to the people that she was taking selfies with. Just see if there's a common denominator here. Rick Santorum, uh, Scott Walker, uh, Donald Trump, uh, who was the other one? Uh, Bobby Jindal. What, all, what did all four of those guys do? Ran for, Ran for, president. Ran for president. Now, I, I guarantee you, just like Veselnitskaya, if you look through uh, all of these... I, this is, we don't know what Veselnitskaya is. Natalia Veselnitskaya. She's the one that... She was the lawyer that uh, represented oh, went to the FSB, Trump Tower. Went to Trump Tower. Okay. Th- th- she went there. They didn't really talk about anything, but... The appearance made them look very guilty. Mm-hmm. The appearance of Mrs. Butina looks very, very guilty to the GOP, the NRA, CPAC. Now, why is that? Let me go back to at the end of the Cold War. There were over 500,000 KGB agents, over 500,000. They were either agents or they were working for, in some facets, someone attached to the Russian government. Now, you would think that most of them were doing assassination ops. They were doing armed, you know, like coup attempts, you know, to over all this crazy James Bond spy stuff. Most of them, 90% of them, were not doing that at all. They were giving the appearance something called, that they called desin- desinformancia, which roughly translates disinformation. disinformation. Their whole goal is to make things look guilty, exactly the same way with they, how they labeled Pope Pius the Hitler's pope. He wasn't, but they made things look very, very guilty. The people around those institutions, or the, in that case the pope, look guilty. That's what they do. Putin is a KGB officer. 90% of the people in the Russian government are connected in some way to former members of the KGB. This is what they do. They go in, they create some kind of, uh, you know, like appearance so that it looks like later on it's going to cause uproar, it's going to hit the media, it's going to make us doubt ourselves, it's going to make us eat ourselves. And that's exactly what you're seeing right now. Now, I do think that she was working with this torsion guy for some other reason. I think that they were making a lot of noise, doing stuff for their own selfish purposes. They were doing something to try and influence something on this, on this, in this vein. But it wasn't until about, oh, maybe 12 months ago, 2017-ish, something like that, that all of a sudden these Russian, known Russian FSB agents started reaching out to her over here in the United States. Why is that? Because they wanted to out her at that point. Again, they weren't even trying to hide that they were making contact with her. They wanted this known. They wanted the, the blow-up that's happening a, right now. She had a letter posted on her wall of her, like her apartment, from the FSB offering her a job. Spies don't do that. Spies don't do that. They do not do that. That's like we were joking before. Like if 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 the if the Americans ran this way, the you know the, the TV that show. That is nothing would, Tom Cruise would do. They would have been okay. caught over the after the second episode. You yeah. know what I'm saying? This is not yeah. she is not she does not know tradecraft. She was not trained in the Kremlin. This is a woman that was working with the head of the central bank to do something else, and r- real Russian agents use that to their advantage right now. 
This is what, the reason I'm saying all this is because we have to know how they operate. We have to know, just like with the meddling in Facebook, social media, all that stuff, we have to know that they're attacking our culture. They're attacking us to get us to eat ourselves. They want us to doubt our institutions. They want us to doubt the NRA. They want us to doubt things like that. We're already broken and split up, split up on. They want to enhance that, and that's what this is all about. I was really um, dismayed yesterday when I took phone calls, um, especially one phone call that came in was a, from a woman, and she said, Vladimir Putin, you know, he's a good Christian, and he's trying, <laughs> he's trying to, to strengthen spread. the yeah. church and spread the, the gospel and everything else. Uh, you are out of your mind. Good Christian. <laughs> a I... good Christian. A good Christian. Uh, first of okay. all, this is a Dugan plan to use the church um, over in the West, in America specifically, and to mull into it. And we showed, what, four years ago, how they were coming in on this anti-homosexual thing and saying, we'd like to fund you. We'd like to help you American churches fight this. Because remember, we're fighting that too with our good Christian leader, uh, Putin. Most churches didn't have any idea that the money was coming from Russia. They are doing this everywhere, everywhere. And we are arguing about Donald Trump. Who is watching the store? Think about how Putin pulled the wool over the eyes of George Bush. He told him the story of how his, how his mother had a cross that was blessed in Jerusalem, and that changed everything to, the, to President Bush because he knew he was a deeply religious man. Now, a few years later, he's invading a country. Uh, a few years after that, they're annexing territory. They're doing all these things. They use that to their advantage. The Soviet Union has been doing that. Since the 50s, they've used it to inspire nationalism. When they don't need that anymore, they cut it back. They slaughter a few Christians. They tear down a few churches. But when they need it, they rise it back up again. Now they're taking that strategy and they're exporting it out into the entire world. Yeah. Uh, Let's take a break before we get into your top story. Like listening to this podcast? If you're not a subscriber, become one now on iTunes. And while you're there, do us a favor and rate the show. Hey, it's Doc Thompson. If you like what you hear on the program, you should check out Pat Gray Unleashed. The podcast is available wherever you download your favorite podcasts. This is the news. And why, 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 why it matters. All right, Doc, what do you got for us? It seems like a lot of people on the left really hate Donald Trump, but I'm going to let you guys decide. <laughs> okay. Glenn mentioned we're wait, arguing. Wait, yeah. yes. You mentioned how we're arguing about Donald Trump. This scene right here was uh, a piece oh of gosh. artwork that was on. Is that amazing? That's on the that's on a, a gallery <gasps> called the One Grand Gallery in Portland, Oregon. Mm-hmm. The part you can't see that's blurred out says F Trump. Uh, this was part of an and entire. Yeah, and the knife. It's yeah. a jihadi. It's, yeah, it that's looks just like a jihadi beheading. Yeah, oh this is on this is on the window the way I understand it, and this is part of a whole exhibition they have, and you know, a bunch of different artists in there that are displaying anti-Trump stuff. I don't know if any of the other stuff is that graphic, and this is what the artist posted. And I talked about this this morning in the air. What's your goal here as the artist? You're you're marking the time. You just want to show a reflection of the time. Well, that's been done. We already have Kathy Griffith. We have social media documenting all this. So what's your goal here? That you hate Trump, so everybody knows. Really? We don't know that? We don't understand. You have to do this. What's your goal? You're going to change minds of people on the right? You're going to change minds of people on the left? They're already with you. 
What are you doing here? This is not us being our best selves. We know if our government is to operate properly, if we're to be good at that level, we have to be good people and then vote for good people. We can, we can disagree. This is crazy. Yeah. Um, can I, can I, can I put yeah. one other yeah. piece on this? Do we have the uh, video of the, um, uh, the MSNBC contributor that said, uh, this is worse than, this is worse Summit. than Pearl Har- Harbor. Yeah. Uh, yeah we, Play this now. Yeah, They're do. talking about not this whole thing. Just what happened Monday in Helsinki. The summit okay. in Helsinki. Watch this. It's just as serious to me as the Cuban Missile Crisis in terms of an attack or the 9-11 attack. The president is taking the side of the people who attacked us instead of trying to prevent a future attack. He has done nothing to make sure that the elections four months away are going to be safe. And I would say that his performance today will live in infamy as much mm-hmm. as the Pearl Harbor attack or Kristallnacht. Uh, hey, a question. Oh my gosh. Uh, Doc Thompson, uh, Blaze Radio Network. I have a question. <laughs> did, did anybody die Monday? Anybody die? Anybody die yeah, on Pearl? 6,700. 6,700. Yeah, which is a lot more than Pearl Harbor. Oh, okay. That's that what was just in the United States. All natural causes. Oh, oh of course, yeah. But, yeah, but nobody died. And, no, As a result, though. There was 181,367 <laughs> okay. people that died okay. worldwide Monday. Okay. Now, her comparison, the reason she's saying that this works in her little peanut-sized brain <laughs> is because um, he sided with the people who are enemy. Did we side with people who are enemy in Pearl Harbor? Y- y- yes, we did. Stalin. We said that is, that is, Oh, is that is that her connection that it was Stalin? Oh, no, I know her connection is. Oh, okay. Connection, yeah. I mean, we oh, did I, after that, yeah, yeah. But during that and nine eleven, did we side with people who are our enemy? Was Bush out there going, "All right, terrorists, let's go"? I don't recall yeah, no. any of that. Okay, that's that's nonsense. What, what are you what are you hoping for here? I mean, I, I I played that today, and we joked about it on the radio, and you know, we did the stats of how many people died on Monday, and. She didn't go far enough. It's worse than Nagasaki and Hiroshima combined. 181,000 people died, natural causes, on Monday alone. Um, so, uh, but, but you, you look at this and you, you... This is a sign of an illness. This is a sign of an illness. Now, they would throw back, oh, Glenn Beck, you said, excuse me, I never said anything like that. And... May I also point out that you had someone pushing back. The entire media organization spent probably $100 million to push back on just me. Um, you made amends? You've yeah. talked about comments you've made over they're and not, over. They're not, there's no one of force or impact that can push them back. So they're going to get worse and worse and worse. If any conservative would have done that painting or that picture of Barack Obama like they did of Donald Trump, if I would have done what Kathy... You'd never know my name today. I would have no place in public. But there's no one powerful enough to push back and make them think twice. Can we we pause for one moment and just say, let's give them as much benefit of the doubt as we can. This woman, the artist with the beheading, you're really upset. You're really, really upset. I get that. This is serious. Can you, can you stand with me and be upset about everything that's coming out of Russia now? Can, can we solve the problem instead of this nonsense? I get you're really upset. Got it. You don't have to do any more of that. What context was this in, though? What are they upset about? 
Trump. 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 What he did. I mean, what? I mean, what? He, I mean, the, the what fact that he, he did. The fact that he exists, probably. Right. No, that, this was about that Donald Trump stood on a stage next to Vladimir Putin and said, no, I agree with Donald Trump, not our uh, intelligence community. But we've he seen stuff leading up to that from people like Kathy Griffith. I mean, there's been just as... Many outrageous things. I mean, I, I, I agree that he did. He, he, that was that was a that was a dumpster fire uh, of, of a press conference. Yeah. And if, if you're if you if you st- like everyone says he's the alpha male and they praise him for that. That was the exact opposite of alpha maledom or whatever yeah. you want to describe it. Yes. He, he literally even regardless of what he thought, he just said that because the man was standing right next to him. So, in other words, he didn't have the courage to actually look over there and say, yeah, I, I blame them. I hold them accountable for it. In my opinion, he could have said, I, I hold us both accountable because we've been hostile to each other. But I do think that that, that's, that is what happened. I would have been I, fine I, with that. I, I read this differently on what happened. I really think, look, have you ever heard every single president says this? Ever, I, can remember, I can remember every Nixon saying this, that the only one who truly understands a president is another president. Okay? They don't have anyone to talk to because nobody understands that pressure cooker. So when, when Donald Trump went over to Kim Jong-un, my theory was he sat down. Remember? Don't worry, kid. I got you. I got you. Just follow me. I've been in worse situations than that. Okay? Donald Trump played the big brother because who can really relate to Kim Jong-un? Not even presidents in the past Donald Trump could, because he's like, you got press coming after you, I got press. He could have played that really well and made him a pal. Donald Trump is not talking to Jimmy Carter. He's not talking to H.W. He's not talking to W. And he's not talking to Clinton. Who does he have that really understands the fight of the life that he at least feels he's in, and I believe he is in? He's in a fight against the world. Well, Putin understands. You don't think Putin said, Putin, KGB, master manipulator, didn't say, Donald, look, I know we're, I know we're on, we're competitors, but let me tell you something. You ever need anything? You let me know. I can relate. I, uh, people I've been doing this for decades. Me, I've been doing this for decades. Really? I've seen them come and go. I'm in your corner. That would mean a lot to somebody who, like Donald Trump, wants to believe the best in, in Vladimir Putin for some reason, he reaches out and says, hey, I'm your buddy. You can call. Trust me. We didn't do that. You know who's doing this? You know who's doing this? Is probably that Pakistani guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? I think so, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's a great that, point. That probably is what happened. That's a great point. All right. We got to take a break. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze Premium subscribers. Become a premium subscriber at theblaze.com slash subscribe. Hi, it's Glenn, and I want to thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I want to tell you about another show I think you're going to like. It's called The Morning Blaze. It's with Doc Thompson. You can check it out right now wherever you get your favorite podcast. This is the news. And why. 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 Why it matters. All right, Glenn. What yeah. You got? What you got for well, us? I was looking for that. Quote. I'm sorry. Are we are we interrupting you? Yeah. Well, We're I was looking for that quote. It's show, from so. my new book. <laughs> I'm looking for this quote in the book, and uh, I can't find it. So I'm gonna have to. 
I'm going to have to look for it. Maybe I'll share it tomorrow. Okay. Um, but, uh, okay, so the one thing I'm really passionate about, and I probably should. There's only one thing that well, you're passionate yeah. about? Uh, one of the things <laughs> that I'm passionate about today. Uh, and I've been passionate about this, and I've held my tongue for the last three or four days because I saw this coming. I, I read about this a few days ago, and now it's been announced, and it's all official, and it pisses me off beyond belief, okay? And that is they're going to repaint Air Force One. Okay? I saw that. Air Force One. Do you know the history of this? No, I really no. know a little bit of it. Okay, tell me what you know. I know uh, Jackie Kennedy designed it. Is that no. it? The- Jackie Kennedy, okay, before this, it was just a big U.S. Air Force plane, all silver, had a giant eagle painted on the front, and it said U.S. Air Force, okay? And so they were just starting to get the presidential limousines and, you know, really securing him. And she, so she said, well, I just think we need to have a nice plane. So she said, I know who can design this. The guy who designed it is the guy who designed, redesigned the Coke bottle to look more like the shape of a woman. He did all Coca-Cola machines in the day. They call him the designer of the American look. All of the really streamlined Art Deco trains from the 30s and the oh, 40s. Wow. They're yeah. beautiful ones. Yeah. Uh, he did the Studebaker, the Avante. Uh. Um, he did the <laughs> Shell logo and the Exxon logo. He's, he did every NASA logo ever done. This guy literally created the look of America in when we were at our height. Okay, That's the guy who designed this. I'm sorry, who does Donald Trump have designing him? Because I've seen his hotels. I don't want the Air Force One to look like that, please. That, that, I mean, I'm not very artistically inclined, but that just looks like a blue stripe to me. That doesn't look like a, uh, the guy that designed America. No, I mean, it's because of the color scheme. <laughs> because of the Jason. color scheme. You've got to remember, 1960s, 1950s, that was the hot color. Okay, so that robin egg blue or the mm-hmm. Tiffany blue. Mm-hmm. It's a very classy By the blue. way, can we? Can you just... That's the color that I'm wearing today, Jason. <laughs> Thanks a lot. So, and he's, what he did was, he, this is, he was also one of the guys who was very simple. Shell. What's shell? It's that yellow and mm-hmm. red shell. Exxon. All he did is he just moved some of the letters up and doubled the X. Okay? So he was very simplistic. But he was, he was streamlined. This now is an icon. Right. By itself, that design is recognized as Everywhere. Air Force One. That flies you, the president. You know that image. <clears throat> it's an icon. You don't change an icon. That's like, you know, I like this Declaration of Independence <laughs> thing, but we need to take, you know, uh, uh, the we the people. Can we change that font to the top of the Constitution? And uh, in Congress, <laughs> and they look like Fs. Let's let's... Let's redo that so it's SS, not FF. <laughs> it's an icon. It's the way it was. I, uh, I would do not support this at all, but just purely because of the money it's going to cost to do it. No, it's not. But, it's not. They're going to have to paint it anyway. You, you have to paint oh, yeah. planes all the time. Oh, this really? Is for the, yeah, and so the, you're really not spending any extra money. No. He's, oh. This is an order for two new Boeings. Uh, President Trump probably will we'll never be have able them. To. If, if if they come in and he's elected again, maybe again, the last year, maybe so. the last year yeah. he'll be able to fly on it. But they're changing the logo and or the the image. No, I, I'm all about tradition. 
But sorry, guys, that's just a blue stripe. No, I, I like that. I think the look is. I think it's iconic. I'm with you, Glenn. I think it's silly. For, uh, it's a blue stripe. Dan Bongino told me a story one time. So he was simple-minded, a, Jason. He was a Secret Service agent, and he said. When you travel, they're constantly screwing with you as a Secret Service agent. All the local people, they're always giving you business. He said, when that plane lands, he said, they all just shut up. He said, it is that powerful when you see that plane land. And then the pomp and circumstance around it, he goes, that It's all the power of the blue stripe. I'm going to put one in my car now. It's my, my commute's going to be <laughs> no, so much faster. It's like that forever. You know it. Every right. person in the world knows that plane. So my concern is, what do they change it to yes. as well? Yeah. I mean, even if you want who to did you get to do it? Did you just in your jammies go, you know what? I want a red, white, and blue, and I want a tiger on the back. <laughs> what did you do? What is it? Right. Will the fl- will it be, you know, the flag? I, oh, don't do the flag, geez. please. Oh, is it, is it Is it going to be the head of an eagle at the front? Is yeah, that what with it the is? talons. Uh, the wheels are going to come down, talons. but they have the talons on oh, the like side. Right. So the <laughs> wheels come down, and it looks right. like the talons. Don't joke. That's kind of dope. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, no. Uh, Jason, some environmentalists are being compared to... Uh, Colonialist? Was that a difficult transition? I, I yeah, thought about it. I thought yeah. About it. yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so this this was kind of out there, but this is. Let me preface this with: I've had multiple conversations with my brother, who, if he's watching, is probably going to kill me on this. <laughs> but so he goes to school, and everyone's talking about climate change and a lot of other liberal stuff that I'm trying to present, not change his mind for him. But no, just, stop it. You're but trying to change totally his mind. Open it. Yeah. Yeah. Open his mind. Yeah, and just, just look at it from another angle. And just think about, there might be something behind the put, you know, this, this, this bully tactics of, of climate change. There, there, is there any kind of motive behind it? Just be open to that. Well, I, I always read this, uh, this magazine called Foreign Policy uh, Magazine, and they're, they're very like, they're kind of more like globalists. They're mm-hmm. uh, more like kind of a Hillary Clinton style, mm-hmm. you know, foreign policy. So I typically don't agree with everything they say, but I read it just to get their perspective on what they're talking about. Well, they did an article real recently, and I don't remember the complete title, but it was something along the lines of conservationists have now become colonialists. And I was like, wow, well, that's not typically what we'd read from them. So to make this as quick as possible, what they, they made the case of, they talk about in Ecuador, how they made this big push to conserve like the rainforest and how the government and other conservationists like entities from the world have come in and helped them designate like our national parks or what the BLM does with, you know, designating government owned, mm-hmm. just taking the, gov- the, the, the land away. And they're saying what they're doing basically is they're mimicking what we were doing to our manifest destiny. They're going through and saying, look, the indigenous people can't handle this on their own. So the government has to go in and do it for them. Now, this is very interesting. What they found was that after multiple years of of this in place is that the land under government protection and control is doing far worse than it was was. when the indigenous people were in charge of it. Of course, they know. It's why local government works. They know that area better than the yes. fat-ass experts that are sitting in some office halfway across the world. And they have a dog in the fight. They want yeah. that yes. land to flourish because they live there. Their families will grow up there. By now, the way, tell your brother to read um, State of Fear. You familiar with it? Mm. So I just reread it. It came out 2012, I think. It was Michael Crichton's, one of Michael Crichton's uh, last few books. Um, and he wrote it, and he started to write. You know who Michael Crichton is? Yes. To Jurassic Park. He was an, I think he was a doctor. I mean, he's a really smart, <laughs> smart guy. Um, and uh, he, st- he wanted to write a pro-global warming you know, thing where it's like, you, we got to get, get people onto the bandwagon here on global warming. But what he did is when he started doing his research, he realized, 
this is a scam. So it ended up being state of fear. You got to keep everybody in the fe- in fear of global warming because we're doing other things. And he wrote a book, and three quarters of it is a Michael Crichton story. The last quarter is, uh huh. You think that was fiction? Here it is. Here it is. Wow. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. And he takes it apart. Wow. In a, in a really, really effective way. Speaking of fiction, and when you talk about this with your families or people that are making this argument, everyone always goes back to Teddy Roosevelt. You know, like I actually, I, his story is fascinating to me. I mean, what do you, what do you, you know, what he accomplished, what he endured through when he was a kid, being sickly to the ultimate man's man. But it's always like he was the ultimate conservationist. They talk about how he like brought water and electricity and everything, you know, to the you know deserty you know parts of the United States, and now that land's flourishing. And um, you know, they credit him for that because of his you know reclamation projects and his conservation. Well, when you look at it. Those dams that he was nationalizing and, and taking over, he was throwing in power plants. Then they, right after that, they established a lease program to where companies could come in, but they had to pay the government to do it. So they're making money off of this under the guise of, this is all about conservation. Conservation. The same things go on with like land that's under control of BLM. They're, they're, they're not just, and this was happening in Ecuador that I was just reading about. They go in and they say, yeah, we're, we're, you, you can't mine on this stuff. You know, we're, we're conserving this is under our protection. What's the very next thing they do? They issue mining contracts, those very, that very same land. So the same thing that would be happening under private ownership is ha- still happening, but the government is doing it, and they're getting paid for it. So you've been to my ranch, and um, you know how there's a canyon where the mountains come down, and my ranch starts halfway down this canyon, and I own this, this side, this, this side of this mountain. And uh, you come in and you can see where my land starts and the public land because it's taken care of. But if you look at it now, since you've been there, there's this new weed that is growing. It's taking over the valley. It kills everything. It just takes, it strangles everything. So this last summer, I had to take the family out and we were getting it off of our land, but it's coming from the BLM land. Mm. So we had to go out as a family, and dig the, you can't just pull them up. You have to dig the roots out. It's, it's hell. We had to go dig on the, on the national land. This is at, it's in a, a BLM and a national park, okay? They're not taking care of it, and it's spreading all through that national park and all through that BLM land, and it's starting to go into the, into the farmlands and everything else, because they don't, even know about it. They don't care. Okay, so right, going right off of that, one of the last cases with the standoff with the BLM, and it wasn't the Bundys, although one of the Bundys went over there, like up in was yeah, it, it was uh, in uh, in um, uh, Oregon. Oregon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so one of those cases where they were trying, they were they were tra- convicting this this that that rancher mm-hmm. for burning out some of those uh, some of those plants and and, yes. and uh, weeds that were destroying his crops. Yeah. Again, going back to the indigenous people, who knows how better how to take care of that land, cultivate it, and make sure that that stuff doesn't destroy their crops. The people living there. You know how to take care of your land at your ranch better than the government does. My grandfather and my uncle were both farmers, and they owned, uh, you know, raspberry farms. And I'll never forget when the, they stopped doing under, uh, you know, brush fire, you know, stopped all underburning of the national forests. Uh, And and then they started moving animals, you know, for a while, I think they took all the wolves out. And I remember my uncle, I was a kid, and I remember my uncle and my grandfather just saying, what the hell 
are these people in Washington, D.C. that's never seen overalls in their life? What it's are they almost doing? Almost as far as ways you could get in still yeah. be in the country. Yeah, yeah. and I and I and I uh, I asked what 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 do you what do you mean? And my grandfather explained it's natural for a lightning strike to burn the underbrush out and to burn forests down. But if you don't burn the underbrush, you have a tinderbox that'll burn the entire west down. Well, what happened? Same thing when they started taking the wolves out. Where you, they don't know what they're doing. There is a natural cycle to life. They took them out. Everything went out of balance. So, uh, 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 you ever been to Glenn's Ranch? Just asking. I haven't. Right? You've been a couple of times, haven't you? Well, okay, yeah, thanks. Yeah. thanks. Yeah. 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 I know. This half the table's been there. Thanks for rubbing it in. Can I close us out one, really one quick, really quickly? We're well, not going to close us out because I have one more quick well, thing. Well, this, this yes, topic. Yes, pl- please. So, so I, no. I think one of the biggest problems that we have, conservatives have, is that we just don't know how to, in my opinion, we don't properly know how to package and sell conservative policies. No. I really no. don't think that I've seen anyone do it adequately and as well as Ronald Reagan was. Why? Because he studied it while he was working with GE. He studied it, he converted over, studied it, poured over all that message, and he was born again off of knowledge that he, you but know, he, personally he went after. showbiz. That's yeah. the one thing that, as we well. have going for us with Donald Trump is he understands showbiz. showbiz. Right. He just doesn't understand conservative principles. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of a problem. big deal. But, <laughs> I just but, re-listened to A Time for Choosing over the weekend, mm-hmm. Reagan's 64 speech supporting mm-hmm. Goldwater. And I thought again at the same time exactly what you're talking about. And I realized how successful he was at mocking ca- uh, communism. That that was so effective because it was just it was fun jokes too and who doesn't like the jokes right? Uh, so, so I guess my issue is the problem is that we just haven't figured out how to sell it to young audience to millennials mm-hmm. to young people really to anybody. You know, but we we'll just haven't it. figured out how to sell it. But I think that I, I look at what th- these arguments are there. Those principles are there. I found this in a magazine that normally wouldn't make the case for private ownership, yeah. for not, you know, less government control, and they made it. They just wouldn't go fully onto the angle I took it on, but they were still making the case, but they just wouldn't say it. Right. Well, you've got to start making these cases and showing the underlying principles. From May I just say, you know it'll make that case better than anything else? A big red, white, and blue plane with a tiger. Okay, really quickly, close yeah. us out, Doc, with uh, the the new skyscraper movie. What's oh yeah, so uh, Dwayne oh. the Rock Johnson starring in skyscraper. Everything on the internet is seen as a challenge. I, I love it. That's what I've realized. Everything. So there's two really interesting stories. The first is that uh, they show on the poster, and this is not a spoiler because it's on the poster whole thing, mm-hmm. shows him jumping from a crane Green. into the window of a nearby building. Don't try that at home. Do not, because a bunch of people saw that on the internet oh, who no, know math and went, try. let's do the math. Oh, okay. He would do this. Oh. And if he jumped <laughs> up, he would do this. And they keep showing it. So that's pretty funny by itself. And then one kind of troubling thing, a trans actress, uh, I think her name is Katie Sullivan, came out and wrote an open letter to Dwayne The Rock Johnson asking him to not do any more movies like this, or not trans, excuse me, a uh, amputee. Uh, that's kind of, that's, there's a big Well, I'm confused there. because last week we had <laughs> well, some depends. Depends <laughs> on which way you're going. Going with whatever, yeah. I'm con- like the Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson okay. the week before playing yeah. the trans person or whatever. And she asked Dwayne The Rock Johnson, please don't do any more movies like this because I am a double amputee since, uh, since I was a child and I just don't get those parts. And she makes, and it's ridiculous. We've gotten to the point where they keep saying, you must be this type of person right. to <sighs> act. 
And in her open letter, which is so many words, there's just so many <laughs> words in it, she actually goes from actor to actor. You don't understand, as a person who's been an amputee, I am, and I'm paraphrasing, but more suited to play an amputee, to act like an amputee. Okay, this, wow. this movie was called, uh, what, 1820 to Paris, whatever that stupid uh, Clint Eastwood film was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was horrible. He used the actual people. It was the worst <laughs> movie I've ever seen in my life. Yep. Yeah, well, by the way, the, the Scarlett Johansson movie? Yeah. It's off now. It's now. Yeah, they're, they're not doing it. ruined telling the story yeah. of a trans person. Right, right. Because Why? Nobody's going to go to an unknown trans person movie. But this Scarlett actress, Johansson playing a guy, you might go and watch. Pretty interesting. And The Rock and Scarlett Johansson bringing a lot of people into the right. theaters. But the other part is you're saying as an actor, we need access to play roles of able-bodied people, right? We need this and we've been we've been shut out of that. Yet you can't play people with disabilities. And Scarlett Johansson, we need to play people that aren't trans. We're shut out of that. But you can't play a trans person. It's nuts. Yeah, it is really it's nuts. Acting. It makes my brain hurt. It's fiction. Okay. Uh, it's postmodernism. Uh, yes. Well, before we go, for Blaze subscribers, we like to uh, take your questions. So remember to tweet us using the hashtag. You're never going to do more than one question. Actually, I have two today. Would you like them both? Oh, wow. It's 100% impact. <laughs> I saw one earlier. I want to see if you got that one. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, well, Andrew wanted to know if it was possible. If it is it also possible that Trump was an unwitting plant of the Hillary campaign? After all, he and Bill had a phone call before he announced. Glenn. Mm. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Sumi wanted to know, do you think Trump had the meeting with Putin to rub it in the media's face, Jason? Uh, no, I, I don't think he was trying. I, I, I really think that... I really think, actually, that he believes, he really believes that he can get a relationship with Putin yeah. and that he can, he can change the way things are. Mm -hmm. Problem is, you, you can't. You can't have a good relationship with Putin. You're never going to have an awesome relationship with the country of Russia. They have interests. We have ours. And they're always going to butt heads. And, and so also I, image. So he had, he had good intentions, right. I believe. Marketing. Right, right. Marketing. I, I believe he had good intentions. I just think they're not going to happen. Uh, yeah, you didn't get this one. How come Glenn only invites certain employees to his ranch? I didn't know. <laughs> I would like to know I'm the just, answer to I, that I mean, question, you know, too. Appropriate. I, just I don't like it. everybody. I <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it. We're done with the show today. Set it up. <laughs> <laughs> Like what you're hearing? Become a Blaze Premium subscriber and watch the show anytime, anywhere, live or on demand. Go to theblaze.com slash subscribe and start watching today.